just have to have faith that that it's all going to come through. And, you know, there's obviously been challenging times that we've all been through before, um, you know, whether that's personal or with business and, and we'll get through them. I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional. an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Well, hello and welcome back. COVID-19 has impacted the pet services industry in deep and varied ways. And we probably aren't going to see the full extent to these alterations to the industry for years to come. From dog walking to grooming to daycares, all have been impacted in unique ways. We brought on Zach Shearer, owner of Zach's Pet Sitting, to discuss how kennels and boarding facilities have been impacted through this. Zach also discusses how he's had to adapt and change some of the services and ways they offer them to stay operating and provide the services that his community needs. Now let's get started. Thank you, Colin, for having me today. I'm Zach Shear. I'm owner-operator of Zach's Pet Services in Roanoke, Indiana. We're located between Fort Wayne and Huntington. We offer doggy daycare, dog and cat boarding, uh, full-service grooming, and we recently in- implemented a wedding wagon service where we take dogs to weddings to have them a part of your special day. Um, so I live on site of my business here in Roanoke uh, with my wife and my son. Um, he'll be two next week, uh, so he keeps us on our toes. And then we have an 80-pound chocolate lab named Hank, and he's kind of our office greeter here. So I started this when I was 10 years old um, at my mom and dad's house. I boarded dogs and would also go in and do pet sitting for, uh, you know, family and friends. And then it just kind of grew from there. Uh, We recently opened our business here four years ago. So we haven't really been at this level for that long. Um, It was just something that, you know, I always wanted to do and it was in my blood. And so if you add up the years together, it's been uh, about 16 years now that I've been doing the pet boarding and pet sitting. Um, Obviously, we don't do the pet sitting anymore, just the services at our location now. Uh, Mm. But it's definitely um, went crazy and we've gotten busier and busier as the years have gone on. I was going to say for... That seems like an awful lot that you've got up in the air at any given time after just opening four years ago. So what's that growth been like for you? Right. Well, first, I would describe it as overwhelming. (laughs) There's definitely (laughs) been um, some challenges along the way. Um, We definitely grew faster than we were expecting to. Uh, Don't get me wrong. We knew we would be successful. And I always knew that, um, you know, it was in my passion and I love animals and that was something I would do forever. Um, I can remember every pet and the name and the face of the pet and the owner as they come in the door. Um, so that's just definitely my gift. Um, but I, so I knew it would be successful, but I never thought that it would take off this fast. So with that, that's come challenges. When we built this facility here, um, we remodeled existing buildings and we probably should have, you know, done that three times the size of what we did. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, it, you got to start somewhere and you've got to expand somewhere. So, um, that's definitely met challenges, but it's also been, um, you know, a really rewarding time too. You know, we've had customers that have come in for a boarding and they're like, you know, what can we do more? Can you, can you do doggy daycare, things like that? So as time goes on, you just, you learn to, you change your services and that's what makes you unique too. Uh, my wife often mentions that, um, you know, the key to good business is 
to make sure that you are constantly creating new ideas and new things. So for our customers, we'll come up with fun events and fun things throughout the year. And, you know, just like with the wedding service, you know, we had a customer ask us if we could potentially board their dog and then bring it to their wedding so that they didn't have to mess with the transportation. And so we did it and we're like, hey, this could be something that, you know, we could we could really do. And we, with our own wedding, we wanted our dog Hank in it. And, you know, after the wedding, he was just running around with hundreds of people and just hanging out with us. So my grandfather took him home and we're like, there is a need for that. You know, that's a unique service, but that's something that definitely um, could be beneficial. So just like, you know, with any, any business, it's nice to um, create new things and that keeps your customers constantly wanting more and to see, you know, what's next. Yeah, it's definitely been overwhelming, but very rewarding. Well, you you touched on your your facility that you remodeled. Um, it, it's pretty cool. You've got a, a a really neat area there. You tell us a little bit more about the facility that you that you have. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing that draws our customers in, and even people, you know, via social media, is all the outdoor room we have for the dogs to get exercise, um, to socialize, and you know, to not be just locked up in a crate all day. Um, so we have our grooming shop in our office area in one building. And, um, so those grooming customers, those dogs come in and they stay in that building. We take them out on, you know, potty breaks and walks. So they're not just sitting all day. Um, a lot of them are appointment based anyway. So they're just in there for an hour or two at a time. Um, and then we also have the kennel building with, um, individual kennel runs. So the dogs all sleep separate. Um, but we have big yards that are, um, pea gravel filled so that they, the dogs don't get super muddy. And that's where our the boarding and the daycare dogs play and interact with one another. And um, they definitely, that, I think that's the biggest thing that draws people in um, is the space. You know, they're not just going into a dark confined building, um, you know, and with crates everywhere. They have plenty of room and they definitely feel comfortable and it can just be a home away from home. Yeah, no, it is really cool. And I'm going to include some links in the show notes for people to go and check that out. Because uh, that was the first thing I noticed, too. Of like, wow, that is a lot of space for all those dogs. That's really neat. Yeah, absolutely. And they enjoy it. They run and play all the time. And we get the pools out in the summertime. And we just want it to be, you know, like kids going and playing at a park or something. You know, they're your family, too. So you just want to make sure that they're treated that way. Because you have such a really neat facility, um, we wanted to have you on to give a different perspective on the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on the pet care industry. Um, A a lot of uh, our audience um, are pet walkers or do drop-ins and do daycares, uh, but we do have a a considerable number of people who who board at at facilities like, like you have. So what have the past few months been like for you running running your 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 company and your facility well definitely with this the COVID-19 outbreak in general it's definitely taken a toll on all business owners but we're all affected differently Uh, originally the governor of Indiana he declared grooming non-essential but he kept boarding um, open for you know those people that need to go away for to be with family that is sick or um, you know work-related travel things like that Um, This all hit at our spring break time, which is our biggest time. We're usually operating at full capacity. Um, So this happened the week before all of those borders were to come in. And so that first day that this really came out and they put the travel ban on, uh, they were like, you know, people were calling. I think I had in uh, one of our Facebook posts that we had 37 people cancel their boarding reservations for spring break in 48 hours. So at first it was, you know, very overwhelming and we're like, okay, this is our biggest time of year. Our, 
you know, biggest time for our revenue, you know, and the big, the most, um, you know, really spring break. When people think of a dog border, they think spring break, you know, busy, busy, busy. Everybody seems to go somewhere. You know, it was definitely heart wrenching at first, but we thought, okay, this is what we're given. You know, it's unprecedented circumstances. There's no control over it. Um, so we'll just, you know, go with it. Normally we close our doggy daycare during spring break time because we're just too busy with the borders. And uh, we thought, okay, we'll keep that open and we'll see what this entails. Of course, it just kept getting worse and worse before it did, got better. But, you know, we ended up with just, I think the one week of spring break, we had one dog in our care and the next week we had two cats and a dog. <laughs> so it was wow. a lot different than, you know, the 30 to 40 dogs we're used to each week there. Um, and sometimes more depending on multi-dog households. So it was definitely different. Um, you know, I had staff booked, you know, double for that time frame. So, you know, I was like, okay, um, I can handle this on my own. You know, I initially laid off staff, you know, for the first few weeks, because we didn't really know, you know, they call it the novel coronavirus for a reason, there's a lot of unknown with it. Um, so I thought, you know, we need to play it safe. And, and so we had them not come in. And, and so it was just, there's just a lot of challenges with that. It's something that no business owner is ever prepared for, or, mm -hmm. or any person for that matter. Um, so it definitely took a huge hit on our boarding and, you know, I feel like we're going to see this throughout the rest of this year. Um, people are going to be worried and scared to travel and we understand that. Um, you know, I probably wouldn't go anywhere at least for the next few months anyway. Um, you know, you're supposed to stay home. That's what their, their, the guidelines are anyway. So, um, our doggy daycare has, you know, not taken too much of a hurt. We're running right now at about 50% capacity, but that's more on purpose. Uh, we want to keep those numbers down, um, especially since there's now proof that that dogs can contract COVID-19. There's only been one um, dog and a couple of cats, but you just never know where it's going to go from here. Um, mm -hmm. In our area in particular, we haven't seen a lot of cases. Our county is holding steady at 11 right now. Mm -hmm. um, I know that may change with testing and things like that. So we're not as concerned with the dogs still socializing, but we're just trying to keep our numbers down. Um, and, you know, we're just doing our precautions of wearing our masks and you know when we're greeting customers we're, we're operating at curbside services even though we are allowed to have one to two customers in our shop at a time I think that's just a safer protocol there's no reason we have to have people in our lobby um, so we just meet them out in the in the parking lot and put one of our leashes on their dog and have them take the their harness or collar and leash off and then that way we're not touching the same items um, and, you know, they have the option to pay on the phone or uh, we do have a, you know, a credit card machine that we can sanitize after each transaction. So we're just trying to do everything we can to, to keep it safe with our customers and keep everybody healthy and our staff as well, um, but also still be able to operate at somewhat of a capacity. Right, because there is quite a trade-off there of needing to operate at some capacity to be to continue to operate as a business, but also trying to meet all these guidelines and expectations on you. Um, you, you mentioned your staff. How have you been handling communication with them and working with them as these things kind of change every day? Um, the biggest thing is just to be transparent up front and contact them as soon as possible. Um, when they were gone for the first few weeks, we just started a group chat and I checked in with them every day. Um, we had them do at-home projects, research projects, things like that, that they could work, you know, put in for hours um, so that they could receive pay. 
Um, we did apply for the PPP loan um, so that we could have assistance to keep our employees. So they are now getting their full wages, but we're still, um, our staff, um, you know, some of us are working our full hours, others are only working about half or less. Um, so we did apply for that, you know, at first I'm like, you know, I feel like I shouldn't do this. This is kind of, you know, I never thought I would take a loan out for this, but these are, once again, they're unprecedented times. We never were expected for them. And, you know, the government reached out to assist us business owners. And I feel like it's, you know, our place to take those and retain those good employees. Yeah. When there is that help. And as you mentioned, like just unprecedented, doesn't even, that, that word is, seems so wholly inadequate during times like, <laughs> times, exactly. times like, times like this, but needing to do certain things of making decisions you never thought you'd have to make. And, but you, but there you are. Right. And as you mentioned, like, right. yeah, at the beginning, didn't know quite what to do, but these little steps just, you know, keep walking, keep moving forward along the way. Right. And I think everything with the whole virus in general happens so fast. And then, of course, with the loans, too, there's, you know, looking into some of those things, you know, I feel like a lot of things were rushed. But um, and that's why immediately I just had everybody not come in as far as my staff goes, because there was it just happened so fast. You know, we would there was really nothing to do if we all came in. So I didn't want to, you know, at first lay off. But that's kind of what I was forced to do with how fast things happened. So thinking about the pet boarding and in that that kind of segment of the pet care industry what are some specific or maybe some unique challenges that you've been facing that maybe dog walkers or groomers haven't had to face well definitely pre-covid times uh, there was challenges as well but obviously we're facing more of those now um but you know the biggest thing with dog boarding as far as challenges at a whole um it's seven days a week it's you know, all the time, a lot of dog walkers and groomers and things like that are Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, or some of them less than that. Um, boardings all the time. Um, you know, those dogs are, you know, at a normal time, you know, now we've had times where we haven't had dogs at all for a few days at a time. Um, in fact, right now we only have two dogs um, until the weekend because it's starting, we're starting to get a few more bookings. I think people are starting to get more comfortable because our state's one of the first that's opening things back up, Mm -hmm. Um, but still nothing to where we're normally at this time of year. Um, But we're definitely, I mean, we, dog boarding, you know, we've got that challenge of kennel cough going around sometimes Uh, late summer, we deal with that. So to me, this is kind of, you know, if it does affect dogs, it's kind of the same type of thing. Um, that we've dealt with before um, and just making sure we're transparent with our customers. If we, we have seen dog uh, kennel cough in the last year or two, usually late summer, we'll have it and it'll go through and facilities around us as well. And we just, as soon as we hear a first dog cough, we call the, the, the owners of the dogs that are coming in for the next few weeks. And we just tell them, you know, and a lot of them will still come. They know that it is treatable and that you know, this is just all part of it. When dogs congregate together, there's risk of exposure. Um, we've, you know, put in pet therapy, and that's a company that does UV lights through um, our, ours go through our HVAC systems. And mm-hmm. so we've spent the money to do that um, when we had it a couple years ago. And we've tried to do things to show our customers that we do care about them and that their pets are our family. Um, so that's definitely a big challenge, though, is trying to explain that to people that it is just like us getting an upper respiratory infection, but it's hard because we can't relate to our pets like we can our kids. So that's definitely a challenge. Um, Another challenge is, you know, when people travel and they come home from their vacation, they want their pet right away. And we do have hours in place so that we can still have 
you know, somewhat of a family life, even though this is a very demanding business. Um, so that's definitely a challenge as well. We'll have people trying to call us at all hours and wanting to um, pick up their pets. And our clients have been wonderful and have been understanding about that. Um, but it takes a little bit to make sure people know that it's just not an all the time thing that they have set hours that they need to pick up. Um, so that's definitely another challenge. And then probably, you know, finding staff that's willing to work on the weekends and those those funky hours, you know, dogs still need to be fed, walked, taken care of on Christmas morning. So, um, yeah. you know, the, the, a lot of jobs, you know, you get those holidays off, but we try to do more of a rotation or some people want to work the holidays if they don't have a lot going on. So, um, but there's definitely, um, you know, challenges that come with this, just like any other business. Um, but, you know, the boarding definitely has those, those few that I touched on there. I'm I'm curious about um, some recent guidelines that came out from the CDC and some some of your thoughts on those. Uh, some came out and they said to treat pets like you would a member of your family and to socially distance pets. And so I was curious how you are viewing those guidelines or what kind of implication that has for you at your facility. Well, when I first saw that headline, I think um, somebody... Um, probably one of the pet pages I follow on Facebook or something shared that from the CDC. And, you know, my first thought in my head is, oh, here we go. Um, you know, right. it's like it's moving on to affecting the pet pets now <laughs> after we've dealt with all of this, you know, human thing, the human and the people side of it, you know, for so right. long, I thought, oh, here we go. You know, we've already lost business. We've already closed down. Now we're reopening and now a, a pug has it, you know? Um, so right. that was yeah. my first thought. And I thought, okay, now, now how do I deal with this? You know, like I said, our area hasn't been affected near like some of the states and the cities, um, but it's obviously still a risk. Um, you know, there's been positive cases in our county. So what we're doing is, like I mentioned before, we're trying to keep our capacity down. Um, like our state right now, the guidelines are, you know, we can gather with 25 people or less. Um, is That was starting May 4th, which would have been yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, they're starting to open up retail stores again. Restaurants will reopen next week. And obviously this is if the cases keep declining in, our, in Indiana here in our state. Um, so I'm, we're trying to make sure that we just have small groups of play uh, with the dogs. Um, we're also making sure our customers know um, that it is a risk. You know, your dogs are playing with other people's dogs, um, you know, who may have been in contact with it. We, I mean, we really have no idea. We're asking our customers to be honest if they are symptomatic um, mm -hmm. to stay home, to vouch out of bringing their dogs. Um, and we do have several, um, like I said, we were running like our doggy daycare at 50% capacity. We have a lot of those people that have just opted to not come back yet until things um, calm down and get better. Um, we've had yeah. some calls this week after our state has opened things back up saying, hey, you know, our dog needs to get out of the house and we're headed back to work. So we need to bring um, Bella in for daycare. So we're going to see more of those calls. Um, we have the space to separate dogs and to have smaller groups. So I think that's going to help us and benefit us from having so much of the risk. Um, our grooming shop is a smaller area. Um, our salon um, has three tables and, you know, two tubs. And so the dogs are all right in there together. So we, we are an appointment-based um, salon with our grooming appointments. So that helps, you know, the dog comes in, it's only here for an hour or two, and the next one comes in, um, you know. So we have some that stay for daycare and get groomed. So they're out all day until the afternoon. Um, so I think the way our facility is set up and how, you know, we've gone with cutting back our, 
capacity of dogs in our care um, and a lot of those that are just choosing not to come back yet. I feel like um, we're going to tr- be able to avoid that, but also still follow that. One of the things that uh, I know people are concerned about is being able to still operate and make an income, but limit capacity. So how have you found that balance and that decision making as far as how many dogs you're willing to take on to, to you know, pay bills and keep things running versus, um, you know, limiting capacities so you don't have as much potential spread or exposure? To be honest, uh, we haven't had to really get to that point yet just because we've had so many people that have opted out of vacationing and things. So as far as our mm. boarding side of things, um, I think the most dogs we've had at a time so far has been five. Um, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks, we're coming up on Memorial Day weekend where a lot of people do things. Um, and if our state keeps on track, I think we'll have more closer to 20 dogs that time. Um, so we haven't really had to address that yet, but, you know, sure. we may have to turn some away. Um, but like I said, if our numbers continue to decrease, I think we'll just continue to operate as usual. Um, our daycare, we do, we've had a lot of people that have wanted to bring their dogs, you know, on the same day, say like, for instance, this week, Thursday has been popular. I'm assuming it's weather related. Uh, We've had to turn some away and say, you know, we've got too many for that day with everything going on. Um, Mm. Let's just do another day. And they're like, and they're real accommodating, you know, and, and okay with it, you know, okay, we'll come next week. Um, We really haven't had very many people worried about the doggy daycare and the grooming side of it. Um, I think it was two Tuesdays ago. So two weeks from today, our grooming was able to open back up. Um, we've got guidelines to follow with that. You know, the appointment base, the dogs have to be bathed right away before any grooming. Uh, we have to wear masks to greet the customers, things like that. We had calls. We had over 100 calls, you know, between the 2.30 governor's speech and 10 o'clock that night. Um, oh, my so goodness. It really, yeah, it really <laughs> slowed people down in that regard. I mean, obviously, people are worried about traveling to other states and things like that. or And so the boarding has cut down. So it seems like in our area, there's not a huge scare with with that. And I was kind of shocked by that because, you know, it seems like when you're on Facebook and things, everybody's posting something COVID related. And, right. um, but yeah, we, I think they were, everybody's working from home and they're sick of their stinky dogs. Right. <laughs> um, so, so we haven't seen a lot of, you know, I know uh, some of the other pages and things and listening to other podcasts and stuff, some of the people in our industry have dealt with the complete opposite where people are afraid to bring their dogs to, to gather together and things like that. But ours just seemed to almost be the opposite, but but, you know, we just have to be prepared for that. And, you know, if someone's uncomfortable with it, you know, we're not going to tell them their dog's going to be completely alone. So, you know, if they opt out of bringing them for, for doggy daycare, we are totally understandable about that. You mentioned the how some of your clients and community are are reacting to this. And, and there was an article recently featured in, in Pets Plus describing some of this. So um, tell us about the article and how the community and clients have, have come together around you. Honestly, I am so humbled and grateful by the amazing clients that I have Um, to say that their family is an understatement. Um, You know, I would do anything for them. We definitely have a huge village um, and a huge amount of supporters for Zach's Pet Services. Um, That article was just one of many gestures, kind gestures that were given to us during this time. Um, that one in particular was a man that had his dog scheduled for boarding for a week. They were going out of the country and they waited till the last minute and their plans got changed. Uh, the, 
the resort called them and said, there's just absolutely no way with the travel restrictions in place here now. So they had to cancel. And he had just messaged me late that night before and said, you know, no Sophie for this week. Um, but I'll, you know, I'm going to stop by. Are, you're open 8 to 12 tomorrow, right? And I'm like, yeah. You know, I didn't think anything of it at the time. Um, and so he showed up right when we opened on that Saturday morning with a dozen donuts and $200. And I was just mm. blown away by the, by the, you know, kindness. And, you know, that client in particular is just always so sweet. And he's always, um, you know, asking how we are and, and making sure he invests in our and a conversation about our lives and everything. And he's truly, you know, more than just a client. And, but we've seen that, you know, we've had checks in the mail and we've had meals delivered to us hot, um, you know, knocking on the front door during this time. We've had uh, cards sent to us, you know, handwritten cards talking about how much they're thankful for us. We've had people just call and leave messages on our, on our voicemail at the shop mm. and just saying that they're praying for us. They're thinking thinking of us. And so, yeah, I'm definitely blown away. And, you know, that's one thing, if there's anything to like about this whole situation, I think that we can, you know, us business owners can say is the communities have, have come together to support us. Um, I've loved seeing the lines at the, ta at the restaurants for takeout um, for local businesses and things like that. And, you know, we ran a special, we sold gift cards and a lot of our spring break people called and um, bought gift cards because they knew that they would use that in the future. Um, so that was a way that we could generate some income and they could also support us too. Um, so we've, we've just been blown away by all of the support that we've been given. And, you know, um, we've, I've just, I've never had quite this feeling, you know, at first I was just so upset about the whole thing and it's still not a, a great thing. I mean, none of us are excited about this. We're all, you know, upset about how many lives this has affected, whether it's, you know, family members getting sick or, you know, it affecting businesses, things like that. But that's definitely one thing that I think we all hope will stay after this is how we're all treating each other and how businesses are, are being supported so much. Yeah. I think during the busy times we can as business owners get so focused on kind of the nitty gritty and the day-to-day -day functions that we kind of, kind of lose that sense of community or really see the care and the awesome people that are around us. I mean, we recognize that we have amazing clients, but in times like this, like, yeah, it, it has been really cool to see and watch and hear about and experience too of, wow, like we really are a lot more than, than just, you know, it's not, it's more than just a transaction. It really is a family and a true community coming and supporting each other. And, and I'm, I'm right with you. This, if there's one thing to take away from this, it's, it's a hope that those kind of actions and behaviors never get taken for granted again. And you, you know, in that they continue moving forward. Absolutely. And I think some of my most treasured moments running my business are standing out in the parking lot talking to um, you know, a dog's owner after a long day of dog daycare or after their trip back home from from Florida um, and just standing out there and talking to them and making sure that they know that I care about them and their lives and their and their pets. And, you know, sometimes I often can waste so much time and not get a lot of things done that were on my to-do list for that day. Uh, but <laughs> I, I feel like I've done something. I've built those relationships with those customers and that's how I've trained my staff too. You know, I, I have no problem with them taking the time to get to know my customers Mm. And, you know, just build those relationships because pets are family. We all know it. And we want to make sure that they know that they're, they're loved by us. And we want to uh, make sure that they know their family.
Thinking forward and looking ahead to the rest of 2020, what does the rest of the year look like for you? And what are some of your, your thoughts on the pet care industry uh, at large? Yeah, um, definitely. I know they call it a novel coronavirus for a reason because there's so much unknown and we don't know um, what the future is going to hold. But I definitely think that, you know, some of us, especially with the boarding and the pet sitting, that we may struggle for just a little bit here until we can get back up on our feet uh, with the people having the fear of traveling, you know, or if things get bad while they're gone, they don't want to get stuck somewhere. You know, we've heard, heard that a lot from people. So I think it's going to take a little bit before everybody's operating where they were just, you know, back in, in early March. Um, but I think that, you know, we're going to get through it. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to rely on our, our staff and our customers and everything to come up with ways to, um, you know, find other means of revenue and, and things like that, you know, in our aspect, you know, I think we're going to see the boarding um, be our longest drawn out um, suffering as far as the revenue goes. Um, but we're, so I think we'll come up with more things for daycare and grooming and, and try to build that up and everything, you know, cause people aren't going to be going out of town. Um, you know, if our state does stay on track, they say by July 4th, uh, we will be um, operating as normal as we were a few months ago. So mm. I think we will get busy again then. Um, and, you know, you just have to have faith that, that it's all going to come through. And, you know, there's obviously been challenging times that we've all been through before, um, you know, whether that's personal or with business and, and we'll get through them. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to take a little bit here. You know, it's not just going to go away tomorrow. It's going to be something we're going to deal with. And I think, you know, it's going to be a few years. We're still going to see cases of it, just not at the severity of how things are now. Um, so I think, you know, we're still going to have a good 2020. We've got to make the best of it. And I encourage all the other um, kennels and pet sitters and groomers and things to just stay positive and to know that uh, we will get through this and we'll all get through this together. Um, and, you know, I've seen lots of businesses in our area, you know, restaurants, things like that, um, who have closed permanently. Um, and that's something that I just can't even imagine. And I know that with the support and of our, of my family and our friends and um, customers and everything that we will get through this and that people love us and love what we do and what we stand for. So I just recommend that everybody stays positive and I hope that the end of 2020 is how it started at the beginning. We were having a great two months, January and February. Those were usually <laughs> our slower months and we were, I mean, everything was great. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was like a boulder was thrown on top of us, you know? Mm -hmm. And so now here we are trying to get ourselves out from under it, but we're all in the same boat. That's one thing that this is affecting everybody. You know, right. I mean, there's challenges that certain businesses face. Farmers face, um, you know, problems when they have a huge year of rainfall um, and they can't get crops harvested, things like that. Um, you know, this is something that's affecting everybody. It just may be at a different time. I'm hoping that end of summer and fall into winter will be crazy busy for us and we won't, the phone will be ringing constantly. And I wish that upon all of the people in this business because um, we want success for everybody and we, right. we just have to get through this bump in the road. It is, it is a bump in the road. And, and yeah, I remember looking back to January and February and going, wow, this year is going to be amazing. There's, wow, what, what else can we do? Exactly. How else can we invest? How else can we grow? And then it was just kind of like the rug pulled out from underneath you. Um, but it's, it's really neat to hear you you've been able to to pivot some of your services and adjust the capacities and and continue to to look forward to to brighter days and then um you know to have those amazing clients come alongside you and really 
cheer you on. And, and, and absolutely, like we want nothing more than the end of 2020 to be the best year for, for all the, the pet sitters and pet care providers out there and to get, to get through this together. I agree. And I love what you guys are doing with your podcasts and supporting everybody and having people come in and share their stories and share their challenges so that we can all, you know, listen to those and, and help feed off of one another and, and, and get through this together. Well, th- thank you much, Zach. I, I do appreciate that. Um, we we want to be allowing people to tell their stories and because especially in times like this, we can all feel alone and like maybe we're the only one that feels a certain way or has a certain problem. And right now that's really amplified. Uh, so it's even more important now than ever to be sharing and telling stories and reaching out to people that, you know, checking on them, seeing how they're doing and learning from others through this whole process so that we can all all be better on the on the other side. I was curious about what are some some tools or resources that you use or have been using or maybe p- things that you've been reading or, or listening to uh, to help you during this time um, that you would re- like to recommend to other uh, pet sitters? Um, I would definitely suggest um, using the resources to um, talk with people in the same industry as you. You know, they don't even have to be close by. Um, You know, listen to podcasts, um, read magazines, um, look up articles, see how other people are dealing with these things. um, And that can help you definitely um, get the advice you need. Um, You know, this is a unique, especially in our area, I'm one of, I think, four kennels in our county or even the nearby county. So, you know, it's not like a restaurant where they can just, you know, meet with a bunch of fellow restaurant owners and discuss things and stuff. Um, It's a little more difficult. Um, So I've been thankful for finding the tools such as, you know, your podcasting an example to others, you know, and just finding things, um, you know, there's no harm in reaching out to somebody and saying, you know, this is my situation I'm dealing with in regards to my industry. Is there any you know, help that you can give me um, to Mm kind of aid me in that. And, you know, people have been so kind, um, you know, to help with that. Um, The other thing I can suggest is um, definitely research in ways that you can help your certain business during a time like this, just like the guidelines that were given from our state when we reopened grooming. um, You know, at first I thought, oh, okay, like these, these are things (laughs) that we didn't always do before. Like I have to wear a mask really, but I have to realize that there's risks in not doing that. You know, Mm -hmm. there are people that can be asymptomatic and we don't even know it. Um, So, but I would just, um, you know, come up with ways to make it fun for your staff and for yourself. Um, You know, obviously this, these are times that are not fun, but you, you just have to um, stay positive and make sure that you're uplifting one another and, and definitely just um, reach out to anybody um, in regards to this um, and just see how much advice you can get. Yeah, I've definitely I've definitely listened to way too many podcasts, but I feel like I've learned something from, you know, all the different oh. podcasts and not even just pet <laughs> sitters and, and boarding in general. You know, the whole COVID-19 in, in general, it's been interesting to listen to different opinions and different advice from from professionals um, all across the country. Yeah, it has been an interesting time to be able to listen to those kind of varying voices and opinions. And 
because there's so much up for discussion. And as you have mentioned a couple of times, like nobody really knows how this is going to land or where this is going to go. So if you are wanting to get some information, read and listen to as many as of voices as possible and start working your way through through that through that information. You know, even your family and your friends, the people that you're close with, you know, run it by run your issue by them. Um, you know, they may have absolutely no idea um, what lies in your industry, but sometimes it helps just talking to somebody and just getting it all out. And they mm-hmm. may not tell you anything that's worth um, knowledge, you know, um, for <laughs> what you're trying to deal with, but it may just comfort you and that'll help you sleep that night. You know, um, yeah. that's just speaking from my own experience. Um, sure. You know, my wife and I run the, run the kennel and everything together. Um, and, you know, we'll just sit here at night and just go over the same thing over and over again, but we're at least getting all of our, our, you know, questions and our struggles out to each other. And we may not get anywhere that night with conversation, but at least mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about it and we can, you know, know that somebody cares and, and we can express all those things to somebody. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. I love hearing your story and, and all that you have, have done to continue to offer really cool and great services to your clients. Um, and I'm glad to hear that you and your family are doing well, too. Um, if people wanted to follow along with what you're doing and maybe reach out and, and get in touch, um, how could they do that? Um, we have a Facebook page and also an Instagram account. Um, so Instagram Zach's Pet Services, and then our Facebook page is Zach's Pet Services LLC. Um, so we post on those daily, um, or almost daily, depending on how busy we are in that said day. But um, those are our best things. We don't have a website at this time. We've been able to just operate off of um, our social media pages, and we've got quite the following there. And hmm. uh, we love to interact with our customers on there um, as well. So if you want to follow those pages, um, you know, we would definitely encourage it. We like to do some fun things and post funny pictures and things like that of the pets in our care. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, everybody go and, and follow Zach on those places too. And, and Zach, we'll want to have you back on in a couple more months to do a check-in and see how you're doing. And uh, you can fill us in on what's happened in the interim. So again, thank you for coming on today. Well, thank you for having me. I've appreciated it and I look forward to being back. While the challenges that each one of us face is unique and inherently different because of our past experiences, our business models, or where we live, the one thing that is true is that we are all in this together. By reaching out to others and sharing our experiences and our unique challenges, we help everybody. And it helps people understand that we're truly not alone. One thing that Zach mentioned during the conversation that stuck with me was the key to making a good business is to make sure that you are creating new things. And while this isn't exactly the opportunity that a lot of us were looking for to be creative, there are a lot of new things that we can start, whether that's for your business, so new services, new service areas, maybe new positions within your business to promote people to, or what new things in your life, your personal life, have you been wanting to start or maybe haven't had the time to before? In the end, as I mentioned, we are all in this together. And we are better together and stronger as a community. As we think of new things to start, one of those could be to get some online education. ProTrainings.com has an extensive online course catalog available. And at checkout, you can enter the code CPR-PetSitterConfessional to get 10% off of any of their online courses. We are still collecting your stories. So give us a call at 636 
364-8260. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know how you're doing, what you've been up to during this time, and what your hopes and expectations are for the future. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>